Hey there, and welcome to the If She Did It podcast. I'm your host, Becky Fagan, a social media and business growth coach helping aspiring and new entrepreneurs kickstart their business and master Instagram marketing. In these episodes, we'll be talking all things entrepreneurship and social media marketing as a whole. You'll leave every episode energized and ready to bring yourself and your business to the next level. Welcome back to the If She Did It podcast. I am so excited for this week's episode. You guys have no idea. So this week we're talking to Caroline Addington, who is actually one of my coaches. She is amazing. She's helped me get through so many breakthroughs with my mindset and just really changed a lot for me within my business. And I am so grateful for her. She has a science background and she has so much interesting, valuable information around all things, but especially around how content creation and content can really connect you to someone with like science explanation. And it is just so cool. She is such an awesome woman. She has so much valuable things to share. It was a really, really fun interview having her on the podcast. So I could go on speaking her praise forever, um, but I'd rather have us just dive into the episode. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome, Caroline, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be an awesome conversation. It is. Yes. Okay. So let's start. Let's just dive right in. Let's start by you sharing your story, what got you started as an entrepreneur, and how you've ended up where you are today. Yeah. So <laughs> what really got me started was actually like just being fed up with what I was living previously. Am I allowed to curse on this yeah. podcast? Okay. <laughs> I, I call it um, the fuck that shit backdrop. So like when you've been living something for a while and you know what it's like, you know what the outcome of that belief system, that like life path will be, and you know that it's not working for you, then it's something that you can look at and say, okay, fuck that shit. I'm going to try something different, right? I've tried that. It's time for something else. So I started off um, in the sciences. So I was like inches away from becoming a professor in like this hybrid biomedical engineering neuroscience space. And um, I I was miserable. (laughs) I was like, just to put it like bluntly, I was miserable. And I'd like developed that in physical form. I had like heart palpitations, muscle twitches, And I went on a vacation with my sister for three weeks, which was like a scandalous amount of time at that point. And all of them kind of subsided, then came back into the lab and like back into the research environment. And they like smacked me across the face and they all came flooding back. And I vividly remember sitting in a meeting with, you know, my colleagues at that point and looking around at all the professors, which was like, I was looking like two years into my future, right? At all these people. And they... I had muscle twitches like on the hour. They had them on like every 10 minutes. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It, like this, this is not okay. It's time for me to do something different. And so I left the sciences and I started an, uh, like an e-commerce athletic wear company. Um, and I was really just chasing joy. Like I was just like, okay, this has got to be something different. It's time for joy. And that was a beautiful teacher in and who I was and like getting back to the essence of, of who I am and um, you know, who I wasn't, which is even more important. And through that experience, I realized that like that inner journey, that inner world is what I fucking love. And so now I, I help people navigate that space and build up their own confidence to be more of themselves online um, is like the area that I, that I work with most closely now. 
Beautiful. I, I, there's so much there that I didn't even know. So interesting. Um, so when I met you, I met you when back in April at Bold Leap Live, um, you were an empowerment coach, a fun coach. You were talking a lot about fun and your inner child. So I feel like you still definitely implement that into what you do now, but I know that you've transitioned quite a bit since then. So what was that journey like? How did, and how did you land on where you're at now? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I still deeply believe in the power of play. Like play is everything. (laughs) The way that play is like just the way, a way of being. Um, and I was talking about this online and I was like sharing, you know, my experiences through story online and, um, didn't really fully realize that like that was, that that was the area that was resonating so strongly with people. And it was less about the message and it was more about the way I was delivering it. And I didn't even realize that. I didn't even uh, appreciate that until it got reflected back to me by those who were close to me. And um, the solstice season, (laughs) I feel like everybody got like, skirt, like realigned soul just came in and like did her thing in the solstice season. Um, Really brought a lot of clarity to that. And I was like, whoa, wait, like, it's the way that I tell my story. It's the way that I resonate with people online. And it's the way that I create content. That, what, that is what is so strongly, um, that, that's such a strong element of like who I've always been in business and like this, this common denominator the whole way through. And being able to help other people do that has been so much, <laughs> so much fun, right? <laughs> it's been so much fun. Um, and it's, it's, it's been such a beautiful thing to experience because it's just, it opened this floodgate of innate knowledge and innate wisdom that I didn't even realize was unique, was special, was something that other people didn't do and didn't, um, you know, incorporate into the way that they create content and, and show up online. And so it's just been this transition into like trying to do something. It was what, felt like was going to be fun versus this experience where it's like, wait, this is just all like a wellspring of organic truth that gets to bubble over and it just is fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how often you don't realize that like the things that come easy to you don't come easy to other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) We take it for granted all the time, all the time. And usually the things that come easy, like, they almost never come easy for everybody. Otherwise, like what would be the point of everybody existing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. So why would you say now that you're, you've realized your expertise in content and how important it is, why would you say content is so important, especially when trying to connect with potential clients? Yes. Oh, dude. Content is like the blood supply of an online business. If you are, or any business, it like anymore on having a strong online presence is so freaking important. It's, it gives your people an opportunity to deeply connect with you human to human, you know? And, and like, I know that we're going to jam on authenticity. Authenticity is like, oh, I, I care about it so deeply. I love it so much. And we're in an age now where just, just being consistent, just having like curated, you know, feeds is not 
It's not enough. It's not what people are craving. Like at the core, we're all craving connection. We're all craving to be fully seen, fully valued, fully appreciated for who we are by other human beings. And content as a business owner gives your audience an opportunity to experience that and to experience it through you. You're the vessel of this like connection. And that's so, 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 so powerful. Like for any business, marketing and, and promotion is really about connection. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that is content. Yep. Yep. You're so right. So what would, or let me rephrase that. What would you um, recommend, suggest to someone if they know they need to be creating content and building that connection, but they have no idea how to do it in a way that's, I guess, unique to them to allow them to stand out online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first thing that I always share with people is like, start to take notice of how you talk. Like, how do you just have conversation with people? You know what I mean? And like allowing that to, to kind of open the gates of your creativity. And one thing that I really, that I love doing and that has helped my content tremendously is um, I'll take notes of the things that just entertain me in everyday life. And I have this running, you know, notes document on my phone. And whenever I sit down to create content and it's not flowing out naturally and like, like ready to go, then I'll open up my notes and the things that entertain each of us individually are different. Like what entertains me is not going to entertain you and is going to not going to entertain your listeners in the same way. We're all going to pick up on different things. And so there's so much of our own personality just in reflecting on what entertains us. And you can start to write about that experience in your content and it'll kind of get the creative juices flowing. And what I find, cause like whoever, if you're teaching something, if you're a coach, right, you're, and you're teaching on a topic that you've experienced and it's like embodied wisdom, what I find nine times out of 10 is when you start to just write and you start to get like the creative flow going, it's going to transition into a teaching moment because you are that embodied wisdom, right? And so just getting it going is, is the most important thing um, because it opens the tap for all that's already in there to come out. Yeah. I love that. I, um, that's what I always say to my clients. I'm like, just sit down and start writing. And that's actually something else that I hear a lot is, and I think, cause I know writing comes easy to me. Clearly it comes easy to you. Um, sometimes people can't just sit down and start writing. So if that happens, like, what do you recommend doing if someone sits down and they're like, what do you mean start writing? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Okay. This is my favorite hack. And this is like, consistency is a habit for me now. Um, but it wasn't always right. And I'm all, one of my big things is all about making consistency like truly effortless so that you're not, there's not that resistance where it's like, ah, oh, do I post? Do I not? Blah, blah, blah. And then like, there's so much energy that gets thrown into a vacuum when we're in that space. And so this conversation, like, and you know, what do you do when writing doesn't come natural to you? This is also what helped me get over that hump and like turn consistency into a habit. And it's writing to exactly what I'm feeling. And I actually did a post just yesterday about this because I was feeling tired. And I started off my, my content being like, I feel tired. Like I'm feeling tired right now. And like, here's why. And here's how I really, really feel. And like letting that come through and not judging it. Right. Because 
whether or not you're a good writer, you're a good thinker. <laughs> we're all good thinkers. Like we're, we're, our minds are always going a million miles a minute. And so just the act of like putting that into words on paper and, you know, or on screen is enough. That's enough. And even if it just looks like a stream of consciousness, getting it out, the habit of starting to translate what's in your mind onto, you know, into words on paper is going to be the thing that helps you get over that consistency hump. Because as soon as you get it out of your head and onto the paper, you can see it and you're like, okay, cool. So I feel tired. What's next? You know, it doesn't keep bouncing back and forth between your temples, like rattling around in your head. Now it's on paper and you can actually do something with it and move forward with it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really an awesome recommendation. Um, I love that. So now let's move on to authenticity because it's so important. Um, but why don't you tell us, tell us, just like talk about authenticity, whatever you want to talk about, but also why is it so important? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm super stoked. I love, <laughs> I care so much about this. Um, and there's a, a quote by uh, Carrie Murphy that I heard not that long ago. And I was like, dude, yes. And she was saying, authenticity is how you share. Transparency is how much you share. And I think that that is like a big point for people to remember because authenticity is about sharing from that place of vulnerability. Um, and that's vulnerability is its own thing, right? But like in the words of Brene Brown, vulnerability without boundaries is a whole nother monkey where it's just like verbal vomiting on your people. And the feels of authenticity for me is like when you know that it's a stretch for you to share and you know that it's serving. Like you, you know that this is like you're sharing a part of your, you're truly sharing your heart, you're truly sharing your soul and it's coming from a place of service. And this is like that empowered authenticity, not like you're sharing your heart and your soul and it's not actually serving anybody and it's making you feel like that vulnerability hangover, right? Um, and there's like, there's such a beautiful fine line between those two and the more that you explore it, the, the more refined you're, you can become in like stand, standing on that, on that line and not necessarily crossing over into a place where you aren't serving your people. Yeah. And now stemming off of authenticity, um, something that you helped me with immensely was figuring out how to hold my own as an authority while also being vulnerable. So you kind of touched on this a little bit, but let's talk about that a bit because some of the things that you said to me when I was really struggling with that, because I remember having that fear of, okay, well, if I'm vulnerable and I share how I'm feeling, isn't that going to take away my authority? Isn't that going to bring me down to the level of my ideal client? And how do I avoid that? So let's talk about that a little bit and the advice you'd have for someone struggling with that topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to speak to first to like sharing vulnerably, um, I think it's really important to talk about influence because as, as a human on the internet with a business, right, when it comes time, when you're promoting something, when you're sharing something and you're like, I made this thing, go and buy it, go and be a part of it. In order for people to actually take action and join your party, you have to have influence. And the, the only like deeply true true way to, to cultivate influence is by being vulnerable and by being human and by letting your people see that like you're a freaking human too right you're not like this perfectly curated everything is is perfect situation um and so 
I got a little sidetracked, <laughs> but that was like, that was wanting to come out. It's really important. Um, you're talking, speaking to like how to be vulnerable and still build authority. Yeah. Um, one of the questions that I think is really important to ask before we share anything is, is who am I sharing this for? Am I sharing this for me or am I sharing this for my people? And the way that you can kind of know the difference is if it's going to feel like a relief for you to share it, like it's something you just have to get off your chest versus I know that this is something that people experience and struggle with and I have experienced it. I'm on the other side. I can speak from a place of empowerment and still being willing, coming from that place of empowerment, but still being willing to go to the deeper layer, to go there, to share your, the specifics of your experience when that is in service of your people, right? Because a lot of the times, I know that I used to, I'll give like a concrete example of that. I used to um, speak to taking big leaps and speak to in making big investments and like how you have to face the fear and how it can be scary. And I would use that more like vague languaging like that to be like, do the thing, do the scary thing, take the leap. And it was, it felt vulnerable for me to actually share numbers. And so there, I remember the, a post where I was like, that time that I invested 6K in a coach when my bank account was negative 500. And like that felt vulnerable and scary. Cat, cat was trying to be on the mic. <laughs> that felt vulnerable and scary, and it resonated so much more strongly with people because they can see the leap. They can see the concrete specifics of the leap. And I was on the other side, right? I had already, I already knew the benefit of it. I already knew that it was an empowering experience. I was like embodying the wisdom of it, which is really important. But being able to go into that like granular detail and really actually speak to it felt vulnerable and felt scary. So that's the kind of vulnerability that will build authority, right? Where you're on the other side and you can still go into that granular detail versus my life's, my life's a mess and like everything is a shit storm and I don't know what I'm doing and I think I'm dying over here. Like two very different things. Yes, very different. And I love what you used to always say um, about, you know, it's the scar versus the wound and where you're coming from. Um, and I tell that to my clients now. I'm always like, my, one of my coaches always told me it's the scar, not the like scar versus wound. And that like really sits with people well. And that really is like between what you just said and then that concept of coming from scar rather than wound that like takes it home for them, I think. Yeah. And I, I had a really awesome conversation with um, Kelsey Lowe actually on my podcast not that long ago. And we were talking about how to know the difference when you're coming from scar and when you're coming from wound. And one of the things that we really teased out of that conversation is like, when you are writing about it, when you're sharing about it and it brings up, it triggers those same emotions that you were feeling when you were in it, then you might not be on the other side yet and maybe hold off on sharing that. If you're writing about it and you can empathize with those emotions, but you don't feel them in your body, you feel the power that you gained from it, then sis, share that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So all of this together, right? We're ta we talked about vulnerability, authenticity, and the reasons it's so important. Um, let's now go to what, you, what you've talked about. Like, I think what you've 
words are not coming out of my mouth. What you focused on a lot recently, um, especially since shifting over to really focusing on helping people with content and that kind of a thing, is your science perspective and how these things actually do work and like with our brains and connect us with brains or I can't. I don't know the words to say, but <laughs> it's such an interesting topic and I don't know anyone else that can speak on this in this space. So I need you to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love talking about this. So this kind of stemmed out of um, my realization on like the science of storytelling and all of that kind of stemmed out of reverse engineering the posts that were, that were storytelling posts that did really well in my own content and be like, okay, what worked, what didn't like why did this strike such a chord? And storytelling really got pulled out of that. And I was like, it's, it's these posts where I was telling a story um, that deeply connected with people. And storytelling itself, it, and I, I know that like there, that's like buzz right now, like the story brands and the things, but there's like some real fucking neuroscience behind it. <laughs> because when, when we're telling a story, right? Like at the very beginning, me telling the story of my space, my time in science, right? It, it essentially what happens is like my brain has a fingerprint of activity that like it lights up as I'm remembering that story, right? Because it's embodied in me. It's experience that I've embodied. And as I'm sharing it with, with everyone listening, your brains are syncing up. And, and like we are all syncing up. We're having a little brain party. And like you're mirroring what my brain is like emitting, <laughs> if you will. Right. And so we, we really truly resonate. Like we're in resonance with one another and our brains are both firing in similar patterns, similar activity. That doesn't happen with like the regular three steps to make your life better. Or like, you know, here's this derp -a -a derp like, you know, <laughs> not that those, I mean, those are important posts and you'll see me do them too. And they're, they're highly educational and they're amazing. And you can also still incorporate that into story and it will actually resonate with your people in a much deeper way. Um, and I mean, story also like elicits different hormonal responses. I did a whole podcast episode on this about how like you want to have a well-rounded, you want to have like a holistic page. You want your content to be like holistic versus always having those stories that were like, I was dying on the kitchen floor and then this happened and my whole world changed or like, you know, I didn't know where my next meal was coming from. And now like, those are very, um, they're, they're dopaminergic stories. So they they like trigger this, like almost this addictive, uh, experience in the listener. That's like, what ne what's next? What's next? What's next? Right. And I equate that to like a cup of coffee. <laughs> like if all you're doing all day is like coffee, 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 then you're going to go home. You're going to fucking crash and your body's going to be like, where were the greens? I need like fiber. Right. So like being able to tell different kinds of stories will truly elicit different like hormonal responses within people. So you have that more like dopaminergic suspenseful story. And then you have stories that are more, um, empathetic, like human connection, like, sis, I see you, you can, you can do this, keep going. Like, you know, those, those more human, human connection type storytelling. And that, um, that will increase levels of oxytocin, which is like the love chemical, the bond chemical. Um, and then you have more entertaining stories, like funny stories of like times that shit just went horribly wrong in your entrepreneurial journey. Right. And that it was all okay. And that everything was fine. Um, that is more of an endorphin based story, endorphin response that engaging, entertaining, it makes you more memorable. Um, and this is also why like 
the whole concept of edutainment, where you're inter entertaining someone and educating them, it makes not just you and your brand more memorable, but what you're teaching actually more memorable too. So that they actually are more inclined to go out into the world and implement it, see changes, and then associate those beneficial changes with your brand, which is obviously amazing, right? So there's, yeah, there's some rad science behind content. It's not just words on a page. It's creating changes in people's bodies and in their worlds. Yes. That's all so cool. Like I remember when I first saw, I think you like shared an Instagram story talking about all of that. And I was like, holy shit, Caroline, what the heck? Like, <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. It's so, it's so wild because like, to be fully honest, I had some, I had some like PTSD from my science life <laughs> because it was a really stressful time. Um, and people don't realize the kinds of emotional and psychological abuse that go on in a lot of labs. Um, there's one woman on the gram who's like starting to talk about this more. And I'm like, yes, girl, yes, like do it. Um, because it's, it's wild. It's a wild space. Um, it was, I mean, it was definitely, definitely a very toxic work environment. Um, and so when I transitioned into entrepreneurship, I was like, fuck that. Like I put up a barrier. I put up a wall and I was like, not dipping back into that. I'm like, I'm going full woo. Like, you know, never again thinking about science going like deep into the woo, deep into all this stuff. And it's cool to have resolved that and to have worked through that and to be able to bring it back into everything that I do now. Um, because it does, it helps in so many ways. Like I use it in the science of habit formation for consistency. I usually use it in like the science of content creation. And I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's such a useful tool. And I'm so grateful to have like healed that part of my story so that I can actually use it to serve people. <laughs> yeah, it is really useful. And I think it's also really cool when you can like intertwine the science with the woo, because that helps kind of prove like, yeah, it might like this term of like woo woo and like not real almost actually is real and it does work and it all just like intertwines. And I think it's so cool that you can use science to kind of prove that. Yeah, dude, the science of intention and belief is awesome. It's awesome. There have been some cool studies. Um, the Institute for Noetic Sciences. I, I know that that's like probably everyone's going to be like, what? <laughs> what are noetic sciences? Um, but it's this, it's this research center that has done a lot of cool work on like the science of interconnectivity, consciousness, intention, belief, all kinds of things like that. And um, it's all fucking real. It's so cool. It's so cool. amazing. It's amazing. Okay. Well, this has all been amazing. Um, since this podcast is all about inspiring people to go after their dreams, if someone is thinking about starting their own business, but is scared to get started, what would you tell them? Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Nike style, Nike style. I mean, like to, to dive a little bit deeper into that, like the, all the things that are terrifying are the, are the greatest gifts. And that continues to be true in my own life and in the women, the lives of the women that I coach over and over and over again. The thing that scares us the most is where all the treasures are. And if it scares you, good. <laughs> That's how you know that there's some good shit on the other side. And um, I mean, I, I think in my own life, building a healthier relationship with fear has been one of the greatest gifts of business building. Um, because it's something that until you bring new awareness to it, it really runs your life. And I, for one, am not okay with being like 
90 and looking back and saying, what did I do this whole time? Like, what did fear stop me from doing this whole time? And why did I let that happen? Um, I, I really don't want to have that experience. I want to be like, what did I do? Even though I was scared shitless. <laughs> like, and oh my God, what an amazing wild ride. I'm so glad I did. Yes. That's awesome advice. That's amazing. Um, okay. So is there an, are, English again? English is my first language, basically my only language. And yet I can't speak <laughs> half the time. Are there any final things you'd like to say? Um, where can everybody find you? Anything else? Yeah. Come find me on the gram. That's where I hang out the most. My handle's at caroline.addington underscore. And dude, can I share an exciting, some exciting things that are coming up? Yes. Um, so I have a program, a group program called Becoming Magnetic that's going to start October 1st. We're currently enrolling. I'm holding space for eight women. And we're basically going to dive into everything that we talked about today. Um, so we're going to be diving into creating the confidence, letting go of people pleasing, creating healthy boundaries, like all the, the inner pieces that have to be in place in order to be able to be fully expressed, authentic, and vulnerable from a place of power online. And then we dive into like helping you create your content strategy and all, all the goodness <laughs> of your brand in a way that's really going to attract in ideal clients um, and help you build a system for client attraction that's like unique to you and your personality and how to hack, hack habits and hack science to make it consistent and easy. So it's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited about it. Some of the, the women who are, who are already doing it are rad. Yeah, they're so they're such badasses. Like it's just going to be such a fire group. I'm so excited! <laughs> Yay! Well, thank you again so much for being on the podcast. And yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, y'all. So I'm still working on those podcast endings. We all know I'm not the greatest at them, but it's fine. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I had so much fun recording with Caroline. Um, I think there's some really juicy stuff in there, and yeah please go give us a rating on itunes or whatever you give us a rating on um hopefully five stars if you're loving it and definitely share a screenshot of the episodes if you're listening on your instagram story um and tag me so that i can reshare and spread the love with as many people as possible